What's good, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, I want to talk about how to know how much your time is worth, how to calculate it, so that you know when you're wasting your time, when you're losing money, and where to spend your time mostly. So the first assumption that we have to answer is how much do you want to make? How much do you want to take out of your business at the end of the year for your salary? To make it easy for us in this podcast, I'm just going to use a base number of 50 grand. You want to take 50 home out of your business for yourself. The next assumption that you have to make is how many hours are you going to work throughout the year? If you work 80 hours a day and you have 220 working days per year, which is, I think that's every day of the year minus the weekends and holidays, you would take the 50 grand and you would divide it by 1760, which is the total amount of hours in the year. And you would get your base hourly rate, which would be $28 in this case. You may be thinking to yourself, okay, cool. So I don't do anything that's worth less than $28 an hour to me. Now, that's partially right. There's another variable that I need to introduce that will drastically change this number, depending on how honest you are with yourself and what you're capable of. So the thing about all these hours that we have during the day, during the year, is that we are not productive throughout all of them. And you would need to multiply that number, the $28 in this case, to the amount of time that you waste throughout the day. So if you waste two-thirds of your day, then you need to multiply that number by three. And then you would get 85, which would be your base rate or your real rate, which your hourly rate is. Now, that is going to be a big, tough thing for most people to swallow because they want to say to themselves, I'm productive all day. I get my work done. I don't distract myself and blah, blah, blah. It's probably not true. You probably do distract yourself to a certain extent. The vast majority of people do. I was reading somewhere the other day that some high executives in some big companies only get 26 minutes of private productive work done per day. And this is because they're constantly getting emails. They're constantly in meetings, meetings that don't have anything to do with them and a whole bunch of other stuff. But that's an extreme case. Now, for the average employee, I would say maybe that number is probably two out of 10. So they waste eight out of the 10. Let's say, man, let me reword that. Maybe they're only productive one-fifth of the day, which means in their other time, they're on their phone, they're in a meeting that they don't need to be in, they're answering an email that doesn't need to be answered, or that they shouldn't even be getting in the first place, or something like that. If you can get to the point where you're productive at least 50% of the day, then you're probably golden, but that's not the case for me right now, (laughs) to be honest, and it's probably not the case for you. So whatever that multiple is, that is what you need to divide or times by your base hourly rate. If you assume that you're productive only one third of the day, then that number becomes $85 an hour. And that means you have to cut anything that is less than $85 an hour to you. Now I want to circle back for a second and talk about the stuff that could actually get you more productive throughout the day. So you can get to your 50% mark or your 100% mark or your 90% mark, whatever percentage of the day you actually want to be productive. I want to talk about how you can do that. And to do that, we're going to start with the relationship principle that I know is true for the vast majority of people, which is that they will conform to whatever standards that you hold to them and yourself. Most people do not have the capacity to judge independently without um, your influence. So in terms of your time management, you would say to them or put out an email or something like that. I'm not answering emails until this time in the day. If you send an email before then, it will not get answered until then. And even if I do get to it, it might not get answered because I have other emails that I need to get answered at this time. So if I don't do it, maybe it'll be the next business day or the next business day or something like that. And now you have to not answer emails all day. 
and you can maybe free up an hour of your time just by doing that. Another thing you can do is just be completely inaccessible. You don't get emails, you don't talk on the phone, you close your office door or something like that, or you can have an office by yourself. Now, I can hear some of you screaming at the, at the whatever you're watching this on. You're screaming at your phone, you're screaming at the laptop. You're like, I can't do that. People, my people need me, blah, blah, blah. If they need you that much, then you have uh, a host of other issues that you need to solve. But most of the time, it would be completely fine if you just lock yourself up and do what you have to do. Another really powerful thing that you could do, which I've just started doing, is to block out your time 30 minutes per day. You have a, a booklet or something that you're carrying around with you with the times on it. And you say, hey, I'm spending 30 minutes on this. Then I'm moving on to this. Then I'm moving on to that. And that and that and that. And what happens is you just end up racing against yourself and pulling resources that you never thought you had before. And you'll get more done in less time. It's kind of like learning to speed read. I've been learning to speed read over the last couple of months. And one of the things that we do is this thing called the 16-minute drill. And the 16-minute drill is an activity wherein like, you speed read as fast as you can um, with comprehension, reading one sentence at a time. And then in the next minute, you would double your speed, double your hand motion speed, even if you cannot comprehend it. And then you would double it again or go to three times X your normal reading speed. And you probably won't be able to recognize anything by then. But what's happening is as you practice the drill over and over again, your one uh, minute time becomes faster, and then your double speed becomes faster and more comprehensive, and then eventually your triple speed will become more comprehensive, if that makes sense. So pushing yourself is one of the guaranteed ways to get more out of yourself. And yeah, that's all I got to say for this one, and I'll see you in the next one, and peace out.